This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the pack, podcast. Any way you listen, we appreciate that. Of course, our YouTube page, 94WIP. Check it out there. Subscribe. Video podcasts come your way at least a few times a week. Myself and Tucker Bagley will join me in a few minutes. As today, we react to A.J. Brown finally holding court. And that's what he was doing yesterday. A.J. Brown was holding court yesterday uh, for the with, you know with the media to finally – speak after all of these uh, days of not choosing to speak and weeks of not choosing to speak. So let's break down the crux of A.J. Brown yesterday. And really the, the, the idea is, does this make us feel any better about where the 2023 Eagles are going with one regular season game to go and then into the postseason? Let, let me start with the positive. I do like to hear that A.J. Brown apologized to his teammates because that, you know, we often look at things like this is about A.J. Brown. It's about him. Do you care? Do you not care that he's speaking? Does it really change anything about your fandom or the team if if this one individual is not speaking? But in the context of a team, this stuff matters. I mean, if A.J. Brown doesn't speak, it's the onus then goes more towards the other team leaders, the other captains. Remember, A.J. Brown was named a captain this year. So I, the Eagles have had some – some, I, I think, captain issues with captains. The two I'll point out right now are Darius Slay, who likes to point out how well he plays, and maybe not so much his teammates sometimes. And then another captain here in A.J. Brown, who just picks and chooses when he's going to speak. And silence sometimes speaks volumes. So although the idea of him not saying anything shouldn't be that big of a deal, why are you not saying anything? I mean, that that makes it actually a bigger deal. So I do like, and, and I'll start with the positive, that A.J. Brown apologized to his teammates. We heard the story from Jordan Mailata that A.J. Brown, you know, about a week ago planned that escape room for he and some of the veterans he captain. So it does make me feel a little bit better that the players aren't against each other, that they're still on the same page, that they will come together and do the best they can to <clears throat> be the last few weeks of the season into the postseason. So I, so I do feel better from that perspective. I think A.J. Brown 
you know, gave us something to feel better about in terms of the locker room dynamic between he and his teammates. That's great. Everything else, though, for Ray J. Brown, I just I sat there almost shaking my head like, really, this is this is what we're doing. Let's attack two things. Number one. The, the part when he's talking about now the quote here is, yeah, I wanted to clear that up because it's not about me. We're all frustrated. That's what he said. He wanted to make it clear that it's not just him that's frustrated. It's everyone. And although he's the one that gets singled out, at least in his mind, for being frustrated, he, he wanted everyone to know that that frustration lingers throughout the locker room. He said, quote, everybody in the stadium has bad body language. They're frustrated. So he's talking about the fans with all right, you have bad body language. I guess I have bad body language. Tucker has bad body language when he's at a game. And also all of his teammates, he's saying, and coaches, it's everyone. He's saying, I'm not the only one that's frustrated, but everyone wants to know why I'm frustrated. Well, that's not how this works. The The other team leaders, I'm sure, you know, I don't doubt he's right on this in terms of frustration. Do I think Jalen Hurts is frustrated? Of course I do. Do I think Devontae Smith is frustrated? Of course I do. Do I think Brandon Graham and Lane Johnson and J.C. Kelsey are frustrated? Of course I do. But not everyone carries themselves like A.J. Brown. And yes, the camera finds A.J. Brown because he's a star player, but the camera also finds it because he's making a scene. You know, last year in the postseason, in the Giants game when they're winning, is, is Lane Johnson or J.C. Kelsey or Jalen Hurts or Brandon Graham throwing their arms up on the sideline and slamming their helmet down and frustrated? No, that's A.J. Brown. Week two this year in a win over the Minnesota Vikings, although it was a choppy win, as they all did basically this year, was were those guys frustrated on the sideline and yelling and, and, and you know going back and forth with the quarterback and the coaches? No, that was you, A.J. Brown. This past Sunday, is it those guys that are shaking their head after maybe the worst play of the season, the screen pass to game well where Devontae gets hurt? No, it's you, A.J. Brown. I mean, there's a reason for this. There's a reason that attention is brought upon A.J. Brown. He brings it upon himself. This is my favorite thing. Like, why is everyone looking at me? Well, you're screaming and yelling. You're causing attention to yourself. So to me, that's the classic wide receiver thing here. We're like, I don't get it. Why am I the one that everyone singles out? Well, you're the biggest personality. You, you have brought this upon yourself. And then we go to the two weeks here without speaking. You, you make it a bigger deal. Silence can be very loud sometimes. From, from an athlete, especially when a team's not doing well. You know, if A.J. Brown just went through his availability, you know, post-game the last few weeks and just gave regular, normal answers like everybody else, hey, I'm frustrated. Hey, I want to get this thing going. I've got to play better. We've got to play better. I mean, the, the, the kind of routine stuff you get from every football player after every loss across the NFL, he, we wouldn't be talking about him. But the fact that yesterday he had called his own press conference it's just like it, it's baffling to me that someone could say, I don't get why I'm getting all the attention for being frustrated. Dude, you called your own press conference yesterday. You, you did. I mean, it, they didn't put a press release out, but he tweeted, I'm going to speak tomorrow. Every media member in Philadelphia, or at least almost everyone, is there by his locker to, to hear him speak. I mean, I saw some reporters leaving the Sirianni press conference, which whatever, he he can, you know, he could be long-winded and go on and on. And to go to the A.J. Brown one, which I would have, too, if I wasn't on the air and I was down there covering the team. I, I, of course, that's what you want to hear. So do, but don't give me the I don't get it. Everyone's frustrated. It's not just me. You're the loudest. You are the most demonstrative. So you get the biggest reaction. That's the way this works. It's, it's like it's almost like he's removing himself from himself. Like, no, you're the reason for this. Last thing. And actually, this is the biggest thing we got out of yesterday. And this this, you know, as much as I feel better maybe at the locker room stuff, this makes me wonder 
about the coach-player dynamic. A.J. Brown yesterday went out of his way, and was it all from the heart? Was he coached to do this? I don't know. But he went out of his way yesterday to make it a point to say, I don't have a problem with the coaches. I don't have a problem with Brian Johnson. I don't have a problem with Nick Sirianni. But he did two things within that that I think were probably meant from a good place, but actually created a whole different thing. One, he mentioned that play call at the end of the game, the Hurts run on, I believe it was second down, where he tried to run right, and then they got there, and he just kind of he kind of went down. And he mentioned if if we had everyone had done their job on the play, he could have had a 30-yard touchdown run. And you go back and watch the replay, Emmanuel Acho on Fox Sports 1 kind of listened to AJ and broke it down, and he's right. I mean, there was a, a lane there if the blocking was better up front for Jalen to cut it in, and maybe he's gone. Maybe he does – or he runs for a big gain or whatever, and it could have set up a more manageable third down. But in that, he, you know, he he tried to kind of give a sense that if everyone did their job, but then he referenced, well, one one block wasn't missed. Well, he, we could all go watch the replay. So he, he's in essence saying it's that guy's fault. It's very difficult to have these kind of conversations about a failing team – be specific about something, and then not put that blame on someone. So while trying to take it off his coach yesterday, he did put it on one of his teammates, saying that guy's got to make a better block. So that was that. But the bigger one... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And the biggest one, we'll see what Tucker thinks about all this in a minute, is how he explained why he, you know, I guess appreciates Nick Sirianni for how he defended them at the end of the Seattle game. Remember the end of the Seattle game? Jalen Hurst throws the interception deep down the field, and we went on for two days about decision-making. That play probably should have been a check down to Kenny Gainwell. They had a timeout, 13 seconds to go. Gainwell uncovered after he, you know, kind of helps in the blocking scheme there, and he helps chip a a defensive end. He he kind of leaked out, and he could have had a dump-off pass, run for 10 yards, timeout, Jake Elliott, long field goal, but certainly a makeable field goal, likely you know gives the Eagles what they need there at the end of that game against Seattle. But instead, Hurts bombs it deep down the field. The safety love comes over, picks it off, and the Eagles you know lose a game that they really had no business losing, all things considered. So after that, the next day or whatever, a couple of days after, Sirianni's like, well, you know, we could get a pass interference there, and he he did sound ridiculous. So AJ Brown yesterday says that Sirianni made himself look like a fool for us because the players improvised that play. Think about the meaning of what he's saying there. Think about what he just told us, that on that play, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, and they're the only two involved in the play. I mean, the offensive lines, it's, they're pass blocking either way, right? That the only two people that are changing or improvising whatever they were supposed to do or maybe you know, kind of was half the plan there are those two. It's Hurts and Brown. And one of the biggest plays of the season, they they he admitted they improvised it, and they failed. So you know what the 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 ball of wax or the you know the can of worms, let's use that term, that is open now is moving forward. I'm going to wonder this on every big play that either works or doesn't work. Was that really the play call? Was that really what Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni wanted in that play, 
or Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown playing their own game. And you think about their relationship and their closeness and how much A.J. seems to be a huge personality that he says he doesn't ask for the football, but we all know he wants the football. And it's Jalen Hurts trying to placate him and throw him the football to, to get you know those two guys to do their own thing compared to the rest of the team. That's not good. I mean, you think back to the Carson Wentz-Zach Ertz thing, how that was very tight, and the other guy started to resent that. Like that's the kind of stuff they have to avoid here. It, it undermines as much as he was trying to support the coach. It undermines the coach because the coach went out there and we all called him an idiot for for two weeks because of that statement. And now he's saying, well, he didn't really mean that. It's just because Jalen and I screwed up. Well, why did you screw up? Why didn't you just run what was called? Why did you think that was the right decision? And why didn't you take the accountability after that game that that was their decision to do that? I mean, that blew me away. And then I thought about you know. Late in the Jets game, when Jalen Hurts threw a pass deep down the field, that was kind of bizarre in that situation. I thought about the first Commanders game when all they needed was to sit on the football and kick a field goal, and instead they threw it deep down the field for a touchdown, which gave Washington the football back. They scored. It goes to overtime at that point. Was that the same thing? Like, if we've been doing this all year, where Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown do their own thing, and it's different than the rest of the offense. That... As much as A.J. tried to put out fires, in essence, he created that one yesterday. Tucker, what did you make of uh, A.J. Brown holding court yesterday and uh, and trying to uh, figure out why everyone's wondering what he's thinking, even though he hasn't spoken for two weeks? Yeah, it was certainly interesting, and some of it was refreshing him just being brutally honest uh, about why he was silent and what he has been feeling and everything like that. And I was encouraged by a little bit of it. I wasn't like some of the people who thought, you know, this 15 minute media session saved the season was going to be the turning point. And when we watch the Eagles 2024 Super Bowl video, this is going to be, you know, the, the apex of everything finally turning around. I wouldn't go that far, but the thing that caught me off guard too, was the, what you just mentioned, the idea that they freelance or they improvise. I think was the word he used on that play in Seattle. Nick Sirianni had to cover for them. And this is a team for most of the year that I thought situationally, has been pretty poor. And, and a lot of that criticism has gone on Nick Sirianni, has gone on Brian Johnson for poor play calling or poor execution, right? Even think about just little things like Jalen Hurts not running out of bounds at the end of the half uh, two weeks ago instead. And luckily he got bailed out due to a penalty and the Eagles were able to, to kick a field goal at the end of the half. But just little things like that. I felt situationally last year, the team was very fundamentally sound and big moments, the end of the you know final two minutes of the first half, end of games, four-minute four offense, things like that. And this year it just hasn't. It hasn't clicked. It hasn't felt like they're all on the same page. And A.J. Brown flatly admitting, hey, you know, the last time everything got screwed up, it was on us. We did that on ourselves. Don't blame the coaches. Don't blame Nick Sirianni. Don't blame Brian Johnson. To me, that's worrisome because, like you said, I mean, how many of these other situations – that they've gone through, that they've messed up, that throughout the season you look at and go, well, that, that doesn't look quite right. What's Nick Sirianni doing here? What's Nick Sirianni thinking on the sideline as he's watching and going, well, hold on, that isn't what I was expecting to see happen. What I expected to see happen there. It wasn't at all. And, and the, re the reality is this. When you watch the rest of this season play out, every single time, Every single time there's one of these moments, we're going to be wondering about this now. I mean, I agree. I, I agree with Tucker saying there that the fact that now we have, we go back to all these situational things and now we wonder what's going on here. What really was going on there? Was that a freelance? Was that a, 
a receiver and a quarterback doing their own thing? I, I don't know. The only people that know the answers are Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, the offensive coaches, Nick Sirianni. They know. We don't now. So we will find out if this galvanizes them, if this is a way to kind of calm everything down. I do think it was important he did that yesterday because it just was brewing. It was just was it was like, who does he hate? Who is he upset at? And the longer he went without speaking, the more that was going to continue. So I, I do think that that's a really, really good thing that he spoke yesterday and he gave something because now we can react to what he has to say, not what we think he's thinking. But that can of worms is open now. And Nick Sirianni has to be ready for those questions. Jalen Hurts has to be ready for those questions. And A.J. Brown has got to be ready for those questions moving forward. Like if this season ends with an incomplete pass or an interception by Hurts down the sideline to A.J., let's say it's very similar to the game against the Seattle Seahawks. Let's just say that. The, the questions are going to be significant in terms of, was that really the play call? Is this what the coaches wanted? Or did you guys freelance it? A lot to chew on from A.J. Brown. Do you feel better? Like, you know, Tucker said some people think it will save the season. That feels like a lot. But do you feel better? Leave a comment, send a message, and we'll continue to uh, react to this as we move forward here on the Midday Show and, of course, WIP Daily. Tomorrow we'll get into the game against the Giants and whether or not the Eagles should actually play their starters. Because the more I think about it, the more I think this team needs a full bye week to get ready for whoever the heck they're going to play in the first round of the playoffs, whether it be Tampa, whether it be the Falcons, or whether it be the New Orleans Saints. I can't believe the Eagles are going to play one of those teams. After all this talk about the, the number one seed and all that all year, that's likely the opponent in the first round. I appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following. We'll talk soon on WIP Daily.